stuck in your venture, feeling isolated as an entrepreneur and know that you can be making and doing more? Whether you're a nooks and cranny entrepreneur or full on, this podcast offers quick, actionable tips and tricks for new and emerging entrepreneurs to move your business venture forward and make more dollars out of sense. Guided Success for Entrepreneurs with your host, Sheila T. Welcome to Guided Success for Entrepreneurs with Sheila T. Last week, we talked with Holly Pratulski of American Family Insurance to give us insight on the often complex topic of business insurance. And actually, all of our guests of late have been strategic partners you need in your business. And this has me thinking... It's so much about decision-making as we delve into developing those relationships and deciding on the best path, the best decision, if you will. And some of those decisions are significant and difficult, while others will be your day-to-day. Whether that's the best insurance individual or firm to help with all that matters in our greatest asset, or the bank or banker that holds at times your financial future. And of course, the way my brain works, this led me to thinking and reminding myself of effective decision making, because that's the crux of it. Every decision carries consequences. Some will be life changing, some neutral or not as impactful. Some will impact the quality and trajectory of your life. And ultimately, every decision, no matter how small, can have a significant impact when they're measured over the course of time. Think of how many times you've looked back at a decision and thought, Ugh, if I only did this, chose that instead of fill in the blank. It's much easier to look back at those decisions and clearly see the consequences. The trick is to anticipate the consequences of decisions before they're made. I have come to be a huge fan of Keith Cunningham, and in one of his books, The Road Less Stupid, which I absolutely love, he talks about, quote, dumb decisions. And if he asked, how much money would you have right now if I gave you the ability to unwind any three financial decisions you've ever made and write that number down? In his 30 plus years of mentoring, advising, and teaching business owners, he has yet for anyone to tell him that their wealth or income would be unchanged. Decisions have consequences. And of course, really important in your business. So you might be thinking, great, crystal ball, the old shake the magic eight ball, which I think really dates me as likely some of you have no idea what I'm talking about there. (laughs) Anyway, no, no seeing into the future with magic. But there is a fabulous process that I have been using since I've learned it from none other than Tony Robbins. I know you're all shocked. I'm admittedly a TR fan. And usually this topic gets a lot of debate because when we talk about decision-making in general, most will argue, well, you just make a decision with the information you have available and move on. It's not difficult. And there are lots of decisions that are made absolutely in that manner. We make decisions all day long. These are not for the day-to-day decisions. I'm talking the difficult or large decisions. For the decisions that aren't so clear-cut, and many people will put, will put off decision-making. And you know what I'm talking about. If it's not you, you know someone who puts off making decisions, and particularly those bigger ones or the complex ones. So why do they do that? Or why do you do that? 
Well, many are afraid of making the wrong decision, right? We don't want to make the wrong choice. So ultimately it's fear. And we've talked so much about where fear plays in our business. So, you know, we leave it hanging, which only makes things worse because then you're sitting on the fence sometimes indefinitely. However, once a decision is made, those big decisions, voila, done. Even if it's quote the wrong one. And then uncertainty can drive indecision. You know, we all want certainty to some degree. And waiting until there is a complete certainty usually means it will either be too late for the decision or you'll never get there. So for effective decision making, you're really looking at or for the greatest possibility, not certainty. And then there are those that just don't have a lot of practice at making large decisions. So there's fear, uncertainty, and lack of practice. And then some just feel overwhelmed with too much information, too many options, and too many wrong avenues. So what do you do? Well, this little piece of advice alone has been unbelievably helpful for me. And it's not just with regard to decision-making, but here in decision-making, it's really important. And that is write it down. Get it on paper. Don't do this all in your head. And again, I'm not talking about the day-to-day. These are the significant or difficult decisions. When it's all in your head, it's far more difficult to process. And the brain tends to kind of loop back to the same options. We tend to look for patterns that will tell a story and create patterns that aren't even there. So seeing it on paper is powerful and writing it on paper is powerful. So when you write, and I highly recommend the old fashioned like pen and paper, not necessarily on your computer, but when you write it down, you want to be crystal clear on what you want the result to be and why do you want it? How will you know you've achieved the outcome and what proof or evidence will demonstrate the result? So being crystal clear on the outcome or outcomes and then order them in importance to you. So again, if, if one of these big decisions, let's just say it's maybe acquiring a business, uh, to your business, you're acquiring a business. That's a huge decision. You know, what do you want the result to be? Well, you want to acquire this business with maybe very little red tape. And why do you want to acquire that business? Well, it may give you uh, more breadth and scope to the products and services that you offer your clients. Your clients will have better choices. Maybe it's you're acquiring a particular technology that will increase your revenue. So really understanding what you want the result to be and why you want it is important. So then still writing, so writing down all of your options for that decision. So again, if you're looking for uh, acquiring a business, you'd write down every single option. And I mean all of them, even if they're ridiculous or far-fetched in your logical mind, write down all the options. Why are you writing down options? Well, because in the words of Tony, one option is no choice, two options is a dilemma, and three or more options gives you a true choice or choices. So for each of those options that you write down, you're also writing what the consequences would be. So back to the example of, you know, if you're thinking about acquiring a business, adding to your business, and uh, some of the options would be you'd, you'd buy that business for cash. Well, what's the consequences of 
of that? What are the upsides and downsides of every single option? So the upside of maybe buying the business for cash is you close it much quicker, you acquire that technology or whatever, again, you were looking to gain from that more quickly and incorporate into your business for um, uh, more revenue. Uh, the downside might be, you know, you're dumping your cash out and, and you have little cash flow or reserves. So you're looking at the upside and downside of every single option. And yes, there are upsides and downsides to every single option that you write down. And then what would it gain or what would it cost you? What would you gain or what would it cost you? So in that example I gave earlier, again, you might gain uh, the technology or whatever you're looking to acquire in that business much more quickly, thus giving you revenue, but it may cost you cash flow or reserves in that particular option. So it's important to do this in writing for all the options that you've written down for that decision. This gives you an evaluation point so you can review and gauge each of those options. And then what's the probability that that option will actually occur? So with that example of acquiring the business for cash, you know, if you don't have the cash, then what's the probability that will that will actually occur? It may be very low, but remember you wrote down all of the options, whether they seemed ridiculous, far-fetched, didn't have the resources or just out there, you're writing them all down. And then what's the emotional consequence if the option were to happen? If you were to buy the business for cash, acquire that business for cash, what's the emotional consequence? It brings you incredible happiness, but hurts other. Uh, it brings you immense pain, uh, but brings others joy or brings the business revenue, etc. So if you actually do this part of the exercise and rank, you will be able to eliminate some of the options from the list. And then you review your remaining options for the downside of all of them and either further eliminate from those that list or choose alternatives to the downside. So perhaps back to that example, if you're buying the business, acquiring that business for cash and the downside is either you don't have the cash or it really pulls too much from the business, an alternative to the downside might be, well, you put a larger percentage down and you finance the rest so that you're still able to get uh, a quick closing, some of the revenue upsides. So you're choosing some alternatives to the downside. You should be left with the most probable consequences and you choose the option that delivers the greatest certainty that you will meet your desired outcomes and needs. So back to the very beginning where you wrote what you want the result to be and why. Decide that no matter what, this option gives you a win. And then you can create an action plan to make it happen. Now, going through this process as I have sounds like it may take forever, and it really doesn't. Getting the specifics down on paper through the lens of what you want the result to be and why goes rather quickly. And once you start, you'll be amazed at the options that you think of when you remove some preconceived notions by allowing all the options on paper and then use that evaluation criteria. Adam Grant's quote really points this out from my perspective. He says, it's widely assumed that there's a trade-off between quantity and quality. If you want to do better work, you have to do less of it. But this turns out to be false. In fact, when it comes to idea generation, quantity is the most predictable path to quality. 
So when you have multiple options, quantity, and have put in the effort to go through the process, you gain a quality decision, one that perhaps more likely you won't look back and wish you could redo. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're loving the podcast and finding value for your business. You can always share your feedback or ideas with me or just keep tuning in. I'm Sheila T. And until next time, wishing you a fabulous week. 